This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples UFC and Boxing Talk. It's Tuesday night, we're up the top of the tower, of course. We are back. This is the Fight Disciples, and we are in the countdown to hopefully what's going to be one of the greatest weeks in the history of Merseyside Fight Sports. Yes, of course, one of our very own is daring to be great this weekend. Rocky Fielding is Currently in New York, he's competing at Madison Square Garden. He will be taking on uh, pound-for-pound superstar and pay-per-view number one in, in the fight game, Canelo Sol Alvarez, on Saturday night, early hours of Sunday morning, live on Sky Sports. This entire city will be on lockdown, supporting Rocky from Stocky, of course. And you know what? Of course, he's daring to be great. Do we believe he can do it? Absolutely, we believe he can do it. Because at the end of the day, Canelo Alvarez, as good as he is, as highly rated as he is, as much money as he's made, he is still, at the end of the day, a man with two arms, two legs, and one chin. And if Rocky Fielding can land that one shot, it will not, It will change his life, of course it will. Hopefully, this weekend, he's getting change of life money anyway. But we'd just love to hear in the early hours of Sunday morning, and still, WBA champion of the world. I'm going to have much more about of that later on in the show. By the way, if you want to catch up with our interview with Rocky Fielding, it's on our YouTube account at Fight Disciples. Search for Fight Disciples on YouTube. Um, but we're going to be talking about it a little bit later as well. Counting down that show, I am delighted to say I've got a guest in the studio with me this evening. He is, unlike the rest of this city right now, has got winter coats on, everyone looks pale and grey, you know, shooting from shop to shop, trying to do Christmas shopping. We haven't seen daylight or sunlight, should I say, in this city for about three weeks now. You know, it couldn't get any glummer. And the main man rocks up to the studio tonight. He's got a T-shirt. He hasn't even got a coat on. T-shirt on. He's sporting a belt out of a tan. You look like a man, Jazza Dickens, that spent the last couple of months in Miami. Am I wrong? Oh, cool as ice, isn't that it? Absolutely cool as ice. Uh, when did you get back, my mate? And obviously tell us a bit more about this Miami trip. We spoke to you before you went out there. You were saying you're going to cash your chips in, leave the family behind, go over to Miami, take this fight game seriously. And from what I've seen from your social media, it's all taken off for you over there. Yeah, well, um, I've done eight weeks out there. I got back about two weeks ago. going to spend time with the family over Christmas and then going back out there for the new year. I'm gonna fight in February, possibly in February. That's what we're looking at—a big fight um, on a big show out there in LA. You did have a fight when you were out in Miami this time around as well, but yeah. it wasn't in Miami. No, it was in Puerto Rico. It was in Dominican Republic. Oh, Dominican Republic. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, must have must have took a shot too many because I wrote on um, social media tonight Puerto Rico, Viva Puerto Rico, and there's a new fight there. <laughs> Looking no scouts went, oh, you know what, I'm going to go much Jazza Dickens, I'll buy a ticket to put a week out. No one even got on it, no one even got on to it, that went in, in Dominican Republic, but it was, it was that was a good experience too, there's about 20 people there mm-hmm. in the crowd, when I was warming up, they said to me, hey, have you got your gloves, and I thought, why would I have, me, why would I have my own gloves, that's when alarm bell started ringing, and um, so I said, no, I haven't got my own gloves, of course I haven't, I've never brought my own gloves to a fight, so someone went out and come back in with a pair of bad gloves, so just a tear, like a tear work country, but just crazy out there. Wow, that is absolutely mental. Yeah, when I was in the ring, I said, tell me a little bit about this fella about to fight, is he so poor, is he orthodox, and my coach, and he said, well, he's orthodox, but he's he's quite slippery, so you just stay, you stay on him, and don't let him gain any momentum, 
So as the fellas walking in, I thought he looks a little bit big him. And uh, the coach said, This is actually not the fella who thought we were gonna fight. <laughs> <laughs> so you can imagine well I'm thinking uh, first of all I thought, well who is he? Because he looks he looks big and and it turns out he was a lightweight when I look back. If you just watch three or four weights above me, he weren't any good. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Absolutely mental. Tell us about why why Miami anyway. Obviously, we, we you told us the story when you originally went to Miami for sparring and yeah. you almost died in the hurricane, which obviously had all the fight disciples in absolute bits. But yeah. So after that life, you know, you cheated death there, Jazz, yeah. you told me. I cheated death in Miami <laughs> with that hurricane. So what has made you go back to Miami? It's the same thing. Last I was in contact with an, um, I had a promoter and manager out there last time. So this this year I went I actually went on holiday. My dad's friend was going to Florida, and he said he he, he had to drop out the holidays. So he said, "Do you want do you want my ticket?" So I said, "Okay then, yeah, thanks. I'll take that nice, nice holiday. I'll go down to Miami, get some sparring." When I went down there, just all came back where we left off, really. But mm-hmm. only this time I went in no managerial contact or promotional contact. So he said, "We'd love you to fight here in the fifty gym." So it was um, something I'd always wanted to do since I was a kid, fighting in America. So it was um, a no-brainer, really. I went to the gym, Derry and George, thanks for this year. But um, I've got a massive opportunity here. They supported me 100%. I'm still training Derry's now. But even Derry and my coaches know that, and Gary Tornell, they know that um, it's just too much of an opportunity to pass. Yeah, 50 gym as well. So much history in that yeah. place. Yeah. If the walls could talk, my goodness. I know. And is there anyone there from from the old days? Yeah, yeah. There's a good few people there. So wow. There's like still people who tell you stories about what it was like, what it was like back then and stuff like that. Who these spars and the you know there's this one fella he, he talks about. He says Roberto Duran was the hardest they said he's 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 ever been in with. He said he's been in like sort of Adam Pryor. Um, who else? He just. And is he just like a sparring partner from the gym? Yeah, he was a sparring So he was there when Ray Leonard was there, when he, Ali was there? Before then, he was a top amateur, but he never ends up um, doing not much as a pro, but he sparred them more. Wow. So um, he's got some good stories. When he say he's, <laughs> he's, just, he's a funny guy. He's, his character's everywhere. He's, of course. You better, he says, you, you'll never be like me. You better just go home now every day when you see him. <laughs> so there's lo- loads of characters there. Josh... Um, Jack Dempsey's grandson's in the gym. Wow. Jack Dempsey's grandson. It's, oh my goodness, like, talk about pressure. It's full of, just full of... Um, How big is he? Massive, you know. Oh, is he a big, he's a big heavyweight, yeah. is he? Yeah. yeah, his name's Josh Dempsey. I think he fought for a world title in UFC. Oh, right, yeah. okay. Wow. I don't know if you... Know. No, I don't know, no. It doesn't ring a bell. K1, so we won a world title in K1. Wow. But yeah, there's people like that everywhere. Every day, it's the sparring days, Tuesday and Thursday and Saturday. So you go in the gym... And um, people just walk in with the bag on the shoulder, looking for sparring, good fighters, Olympians. You know, who's this fella there? I don't know him. He's ranked number three in the world and stuff like that. That's what it's like there. So it's good to be in the centre of it. Now that I'm home, I'm thinking, who's in the gym now? Who could I be sparring there yeah, now? You're missing it. Yeah, I'm just taking over for now. But that's 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 the type of um, that's the type of environment. It's it's good for boxing. Absolutely, yeah. Well, as you say, with a gym with that much history, you know. it's Arguably one of the mo- one of the most famous gyms on the planet. That and the Kronk are probably the yeah. two most famous gyms on the planet. So to be in that environment every day, and as you say, you don't know who's going to walk through the door no. one minute to the next. So the sparring must just be mental. Sparring days must be great. Yeah. Well, I was there for eight weeks and I got 125 rounds wow. out of camp. <laughs> you know, as camp was finished. I had the fight and I'm still sparring. So most, and then before the fight, so I had a lot of sparring out of camps just like that every single day. 
five days people come down just bad it's like middleweights and stuff it's just it's just mad <laughs> it's not like what weights are you it's like oh yeah you're a southpaw you can get him with him you're looking at him thinking he's massive yeah. just won an Olympic gold medal that kid so got some good rounds and I, and I learnt a lot valuable rounds that's um, so who's your coach over there is Ch- it- Chiro Perez okay who else has he got in his stable then he's got a lot of fighters how it works out there is the way I'm home now there's fighters from Dominican Republic and other states in America where when they go into camp they'll go down there yeah he's he worked with a lot of fighters he, he said he, he told me he was with Emmanuel Stewart for a while he's, he learned to stay from him okay he said he worked with Ray Jones um, he actually he was actually in the corner when Ray Jones boxed Courtney Fry really yeah so we actually fought against him you know no way that's um, mental he's got, he's got some really good stories and it's nice to be around somebody new who's got them stories to tell and he's got good experience, got more experience than me in these world title fights and stuff like that. Of course, yeah. So much knowledge right there. It must yeah. be frightening. In, in terms of, uh, can you just rock into the gym then and watch sparring sessions or are they close to the public or... Because you could sounds like you'd sell tickets. It's a bit, bit of a free-for-all, really. Um, I think... You know, I think in my mind, I've built because that gym's got so much history, you build it up to be... More of a theme park than a gym. You'd expect to be hundreds of tourists there every day, well, and yeah, but it, it, there's a shutter. It's it, as you see in, in America, they don't have gyms like us in Manchester. It's warehouses in Liverpool. It's usually like like what well, would like, old schools or you yeah, know youth, youth clubs, clubs type yeah. of thing, community centres. Over there, it's garages with big shutters, not like car garages. That's what they have the gyms in over there. So there's a big uh, garage door that's open every day, so people just walk past and walk in the gym. Yeah. Sometimes you think, who's this? Are you come for sparring? It's just a tourist. Poor <laughs> <laughs> well, tourist walks in the wrong way. Come on, get in. Next thing he's got on. <laughs> so you've got management and all that over there now as well. Yeah. Obviously, you're based at 50 Gym. You've got a coach there, but who's your manager? The 50 Gym. Oh, is it like yeah, you actually... Dino Spencer and Luis Perez, my coach. Oh, um, right, okay. Yeah, my coaching manager from the 50 Gym. And I'm managed by Paco, um, promoted by Paco Promotions in LA. He works with the top companies like... Um, Golden Boy and Top Rank. He's he's got fighters on on their cards that we can just go on. That's who else might be knows with Paco promotions. That, um, I'm not too sure to be honest. Yeah, he, he deals with a lot of the South American fighters. My coach is Puerto Rican. Yeah, he, that's the where that connection came from there. Okay. Um, his his fighter, uh, Marangi Ebron. Did you watch him on the weekend? He he fought he fought for the world title on the weekend. So he's he's good. He's yeah. just stable himself. But it's different the way the way it's massive on social media out here. It's 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 a little bit different over there. They have, obviously they have social media and all that, but things just work different. It's hard to explain. Really, it's just not it's not the same type. It's not the same yet. Where you have to sell tickets or you don't box and stuff like that. They, they sort of fund you like they want to fund you to fight and yeah. They've got a, a great invest pa- in you kind of thing. Yeah, invest. At the end, you're investments and it's okay if you believe in yourself. You're happy to have investors, aren't you? And um, it's not like a, it's a bit more business type and. Um, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's good the way you work here. Yeah. You all right there, Bets? Jazz's young daughter, Betsy's in studio with us at the moment. If you can hear anyone munching through a bag of quavers, that's what it is. Are you all right? You got a bit of a cough? <laughs> She's all right. She had a school nativity today, didn't she, Jazz? Yeah. What was she in the nativity today? What was you, babe? You were a shepherd, weren't you? Dressed as a Sikh. A shepherd dressed as a Sikh. I you love look, it. <laughs> you look lovely, didn't you, babe? <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Day with Dad. That must be the hard part about being away, obviously, being away from the kids, the missus and all that. That must kill you. Because I know you're you're, you know, a real family man, so yeah. being away from them, that must be yeah. next to impossible. But it's, what I've always found with you, Jazz, is 
you kind of embrace the sacrifice because in your yeah. mind, yeah. the sacrifices I make is like money in the bank. Of course. Yeah. Is that the way you view it? It's still yeah, being it, away from the kids. Yeah, well, it's eight weeks when I was holding your kids. Imagine, I'm, like, there's people who, who've chosen not to do that in life, but then there's parents who are everything for the kids. I'm talking as one of them. Yeah. The kids are everything to me. Eight weeks away from them, holding them. It's, it's hard, isn't it? There's no bigger sacrifice, but it is all for them. And it's actually... It's actually selfishly all for me as well, in in a in a funny way. It's it's all for me. And when when we when we met me and Miguel, we said, um, whatever course it takes, you wanna you gonna stick through this. And you know, she, she didn't know what I was talking about at the time. Neither did I, because I just knew anything could happen. Yeah. On this journey that I'm going on, so she supports me through it. She's got the kids, and the kids don't really understand yet. But hopefully one day they'll they'll see that. I try my best for them, and it's, yeah. it's, it just it does reflect on them. I am trying my best for them too, because that must have been a tough conversation with the wife to go. I'm gonna go. On. I'm gonna. I'm gonna move my camps yeah. to Miami, yeah. especially because Daddy's at the bottom of your road. <laughs> yeah. So she's a bit. You know, she must <laughs> yeah. have been at first. Well, wait a minute. What's yeah. different over there that you like, can't yeah. get at the end of the street? Yeah, she knows. Though she knows how I talk, the passion in my voice when I talk about boxing and the purity of the technical side. The, we we are a lot more advanced over here in the physical physical part of boxing but what do you mean part, like strength and conditioning yeah we're, we're like um, sports science type thing nutrition yeah, yeah, all we, that stuff yeah we're, we're a lot more advanced than them I would say the South American fighters especially because Miami's like South America it's not It's not America it's it's a cross between America and South America really the Cubans the Puerto Ricans the Dominicans they all go there too and the yeah. Mexicans it's like because it's at the, right at the bottom but um, we're more advanced than them physically but they're more advanced technically so when i'm talking to her about the the technical aspect getting back on my boxing um not just working hard every day working on skills every day as well she she knows you know she 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 sees that she must hear that but when i'm talking about it she's you know she's in tune with me that she understands that that's where i have to be if i'm talking about this i'll always i'll always think why didn't i why didn't i go there when i had the chance and and that, that's where we are yeah unfortunately for the family but you know, hopefully it comes back tenfold for them. So how will it work when, you know, you finally get the British title fight sorted again and everything else? Will Paco be able to represent you then or will you have a UK kind of promoter for those yeah. type of fights? Yeah, well, um, I can still fight another, other, I made sure I can still fight here in England. It's, it's important to me that one day I come back to England and, and finish my career here. Bring the world title back, yeah, of course. Of course, there's people who have been following me from day one and for me to go out to America. There's actually people who like to come and watch the boxing and I've got family and friends who love it and they've never missed a fight so to not come back here one day would be would be a shame for me and, and for them but I'm going to spend my time out there in America now and learn as much as I can just absolutely like, just likes of Steve Collins and you know a lot of fighters to go out there and, and yeah. do the same thing it's just to, it's to repeat themselves I feel like um, that that's what I need to do for my career right now and it's it's going to be hard, but it will be worth it. Sacrifices will be worth it, yeah. Stick with us. You're listening to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. Coming up after the break, uh, we're going to review the action from last weekend. Me and Jazz, Anthony Fowler and Bam Bam Carney, both in action down in Sheffield. And, of course, coming up later on in the show, we're going to preview the big Rocky Fielding fight. But right after the break, of course, I'm going to ask them. We're going to go back to Dominican Republic and find out a little bit more about this fight out there. It sounded bonkers. Stay with us. 
You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Welcome back to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. Betty's just had a lovely time during the break there, spinning round on a chair, looking at the boats out, out the window at the River Mersey. You having a good time? Not too sure. Still not too sure about me, I don't think, Dad. I wonder why, though. We've both got decent beards going here. I thought she might have uh, <laughs> quite liked her Uncle Nick, but she doesn't seem a bit sure at the moment. Uh, what I'm not sure about, Jazz, was this story about... <laughs> wasn't Puerto Rico, in fact. It was the Dominican Republic. You get there. On the way to the ring, you ask your coach, what's he like? He said, he's a bit slippery, this fella. Yeah, don't worry about it. When the fella walks to the ring, we realise it's a completely different opponents yeah, anyway. He's got, he's got one step on the first, he's got one foot on the first step, he's got the coach going, no, no, actually no. He's, get, he's getting more and more insurance, this fella's getting into the ring. And um, so I just thought it's on, but I looked around and I thought, there's no one in here. Can't hear nothing. And I just thought, I drive off stuff like this, I can fight, I can, I was thinking, I fight force in the MEN arena with Ricky Atten under cards and we'd be, and like um, the bills with him, um, David, David Price, Tony Bellew, and just massive cards, and then, <laughs> and then I'm just in, in the arena with twenty people and just thinking like thrive off stuff like this. It was actually more of a buzz to fight in that situation, in that danger, in them circumstances, than it was to fight on the big cards. Wow. In a funny way, I half realised on myself what I like about it. Yeah, it's it brought me back to what what I love about it. You know. I remember back to my amateur days, some some fights you, you could hear the shots land and you could hear the leather slapping off his head and then and then just can't hear no one clapping. <laughs> just dead. There's no one seen that. No one's seen that great combination I just put together there. And you look around, there's absolutely nobody in the crowd, that's why there's no one there. Weird that that was where your you know your your first opportunity has come. You know, I seen it obviously I was following you on social media avidly when you're away and then you were like, I've got to fight well. Not Dominican public. Got a fight in Puerto Rico, and I was like, I thought you went to America to box in America. You yeah. still haven't boxed in America no. yet. American debut's got to wait for. You just said you wanted to want to fight ten round fight in Puerto Rico. Five days notice. Come on, let's go. Yeah, brilliant. So it was a ten round, but obviously it only lasted a round. Yeah, and you yeah. put it on your social media, thinking we all got to see the finish. So at that point, were you glad to get him out of there because you had no idea what he could have done? Or I don't know. It, did you then blow them away and think, oh, actually? Well, we started fast. Um, I only put the highlights on, but there was a few shots that he landed, and he started. He start. He looked after from the start of the fight. He looked half decent, and thought, um, I'm just gonna see what he's about. And, and I landed the shot, and, and he went a bit. He went a bit funny, and um, I thought, I can, I can. My powers. I feel strong here. I'm gonna get him out of here. And I also thought, I'm not doing ten rounds in here. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna still be fighting in half an hour. When there's no one even here to watch, do you know what I mean? He's <laughs> putting no on a way. show for no one here. There's no way I'm going to lose two stone and sweat and just boil in our country and then, and then I'm still be fighting with him in half an hour. It's, it's not happening. He's, he's, he's going down. Brilliant. So he must have been, he was what, a lightweight, do you reckon? Well, he says lightweight on on, um, on his box on deck. On his box deck, but there's no pitch in. I don't even know if it's him. It could, <laughs> I don't even know. It's just crazy. Wait a minute, Jack. We did get paid, didn't we? You did get some wages, Alan. No, we? no. He got. He must have got paid. I hope he got. <laughs> I hope he got paid. You got a week but in no, Puerto Rico, did I, you? I don't know if uh, we were looking for a big, big fight in America, and as it turns out, we never ended up getting one. But it was like as a warm up. That's why it happened so so short. Um. So that that that's that's why we took the fight so short because we we nearly got a big fight over there. Okay, so it's kind of like we need to see him box. 
this side of the Atlantic before the opportunity comes. Yeah, let's just get him a warm fight and yeah. And um, towards the end, so a bit like when uh, when Liam Smith went over to Barcelona last minute and fought that fought that kid before he got in with uh, yeah. Liam Williams or whatever. Yeah, yeah just, just to get him yeah, get him out there again. Was, yeah, yeah. get was, that win on the record. Yeah, it was nice to know that they they, they cared enough to get me to get me a um, a warm up fight and stuff like that. It showed that they, they wanted to invest in me too, and they and they took me serious. So it was good to get 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 to know each other too as as a team. And, Course, it was a little bit mad, but it was good to. So not not even a warm up, not yeah, even yeah. a warm up. Some fella ran in the bog with him. Um, I was looking for a bog with as a light bulb, and it um, and actually worked. And he, and he went once. So I'm walking around the box, and some fella comes in, and goes, Yeah, I get your gloves on. He had them bag gloves on. He went to get off someone. And I said, I'm, I, was, I was trying to explain to him because he couldn't speak Spanish. <laughs> I can now, but he couldn't then. So I'm saying to him, um, no, no, I'm not on that. I'm on um, next, not this one, because my coach is in the ring now, and cause there was three of us fighting, and I, every time someone had to watch our bags because it, it was that bad. So, <laughs> so he's going, Bamados, Bamados. He said, hurry up, get so put them on. <laughs> so I started arguing with this fella. I'm saying, I'm not on next. And he said, he's holding the gloves, so in the end, he's just throwing my hands in the gloves. <laughs> and um, didn't warm up. He's, he's saying, Vamos, vamos. So he's, 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 he's like hushing me down to the ring. I'm, I'm going out to change. He's looking around thinking. And you're thinking, I'm not even boxing here. I'm thinking, he's going to watch our backs. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. He's keeping in the backs. <laughs> Perfect separation before the 10 round, and I've got to so, say. So I went down, you know, shook my arms out. It didn't warm up or not like that. And shook just, my arms out. Yeah, on. Let's do it. Let's do it. You love it though. It's like you just said <laughs> that. I, I love it. I loved it. I loved everything about it. Like, it sounds mad, and most other boxers' bottle, bottles would absolutely go, but you've kind of embraced it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't want to so be. On no, I don't want no big cards anymore. I don't want to be. On, I don't want to be. You can keep bills. your Anthony Joshua undercards. You can keep your Sky Sports pay per view. Put me on just, in the Dominican Republic. I just can't get up for these big TV fights anymore. <laughs> I want six people in the Dominican Republic in some old shack where you've got to watch your own bags, where there's no lights in the toilets if you want to go for a burst and a pair of bag gloves on. When I was, when I was in, in, in Did America... Did you actually box someone with bag gloves on? But yeah, bag Just gloves. like a... Yeah. God. Yeah, and he had them on as well. Yeah. Unreal. He had them on as well. <laughs> He's got less padding. Come on, who's got less padding? <laughs> it's me or you. <laughs> clearly it was clearly it was you. <laughs> clearly I had you the less away in one it, round, yeah. yeah. He must have got the good pair. <laughs> he has a bar. He has eighteen ounces. <laughs> I had a pair of Joe, Joe, Joe Fraser oven gloves on. <laughs> Absolutely mental. Why? Why do these things always happen to you, Jazz? You I, don't, always... I don't know. You know why? Why am I gonna go and fight in America and people are getting opportunities here? But you know, I um, take. I take each day to come and. And if uh, if I have to go out there, so be it. I'll enjoy every single second of it. Absolutely, yeah. Well, that, you know, gone one day. you know, you exactly. It'll be gone one day. And you know what? If if the man upstairs says this is your journey, then yeah. this is your journey. There's no way of arguing oh, about yeah. it. You may as well just embrace it and yeah. love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, when I got off the um, <laughs> when I say when I got off the boat, because when I got off the boat after 26 days of sailing across the Atlantic, <laughs> when I arrived there, I had 26 dollars, Nick. I had to look for the hostel the first night, and I had nothing. I didn't have nothing on me. I just had the Lord's will. I felt like the Lord guided me to go there. He said, "Come over here and train here," yeah, but I never had. I never had the money, ends up getting funded out there. Mm-hmm. I never missed a meal. So, you know, I was just following the Lord's will. I had a roof over my head, it was grateful. So, does how it works that the Fifth Street gym 
management company, if you like, they go, right, just come here. We'll sort your digs out. We'll sort your three meals a day out. We'll sort your training out. Yeah, well, not every, not with, not with everybody. But it turns out this fella, he'd see me fight. Who uh, they have investors? The okay. managers have investors, so we get they get to say that they're your manager, but they invest. You know. Gotcha. So they um he gets to say that he works with me out the gym, but then um he helped he helped me a lot. Yeah, what's well, kind of similar to, fight, to Ali? Ali had like twenty one businessmen investors that, yeah, well, from yeah. from from his hometown, from Louisville, Kentucky, yeah. and then they funded his. Stay is you yep. know is, is time in Miami. It will still work the same way. It's, it's, that's how the, that's it's still same. Difference, yeah. yeah, absolutely. And is it because of the size of America in terms of fights are all over the country? And it's not like here where you know chances are if you're a young boxer from Liverpool, say you probably haven't boxed outside the Northwest for your first ten yep. fights. You know yep. if you sign with Steve Wood, as brilliant as Steve Wood is, you've probably boxed at Lee Leisure Centre. Uh, Bolton the White's Hotel, yeah. and you're waiting to get on a, an Echo Arena type of undercard type D- thing. D size, I think. That's it, you know, because that's their Steve Woods' patch, do you know what I mean? That's yeah. how you grow up. Yeah. But in America, it can't be like that because there's opportunities, as you say, coast to coast. Yeah. And three different time zones, whatever it is. Yeah. So maybe that's why it is different over there. Yeah, it's, it's mad. There's a lot. Of, I can't really explain it. You've just. I, I I wouldn't I don't know why they have it like this, but it just seems like they went in a different direction. Maybe it's more maybe that we are looking to have promoters who actually want to invest in you yeah. and they'll take a risk on you. Because when I was with Steve Woods when I was coming up, he took a lot. He took it on me a lot of times, you know. And maybe these um, I was topping bills quite early, but my fan base weren't at the point that. I, my fighters are, if that makes sense. Yeah, so carrying a whole show. So we're still paying me to, to fight on these shows, but, take, you know, taking it on me. So so maybe we're just lucky to have that yeah. over here. Good promoters like Steve Woods, and possibly that that's just what it is. But I don't know why they've gone a different direction. They have more business, let's just say investors. Yeah. You're talking about going back in the new year then, fight potentially in February. Yeah. Any idea where that may be, or have they indicated anything? LA, I'd say LA. Um, well, there you go. Perfect example. You're based in Miami, but you've had a fight yeah. in um, Dominican Republic, and it looks like your next fight's going to be in Los Angeles. Yeah. My my promoter's based in LA, and he has his shows in LA, and the promote the top companies are based in LA, aren't they? Yeah. So possibly will be LA. I've never been to LA before. That'd be quite exciting. Absolutely, yeah. The information that you're being fed then from from the management team over there, from the managers over there, do they see you as? Do they see your lot, your short term future being for the British title anymore? No, or are they like right? Just come to America, no, be based yeah, here. Let's yeah. build you here. They're Let's build your name here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, they're they just want to build you in America. Yeah. They're not they're not interested in you coming back here necessarily. No, no. they're talking world titles. They're, not, they're they're investing in world titles. They're investing in one something back. They're not investing in me to to win a British title. Of I've already done it. Yeah, yeah. So um, I am mandatory for the British title, but I'm happy to fight for the world. I'm happy to move on. If, yeah. If that if that if that's the case, you know. But if the sh- if the if Someone, say, if yeah. someone steps up in this country and actually wants to yeah. face you for the British yeah. title, I've been messed around, messed around. But the only time I want to fight for the world, the British title will be if someone steps up and says we'll fight before I fight in America. Otherwise, I'm going to America and saying I want to fight for the, towards the world title. There. Yeah, absolutely. Because you know, at the end of the day, they're invested in you, so you owe it to be show yeah. your allegiance to them. Then, of course. so basically, if it doesn't happen in terms of a domestic British fight, if it doesn't happen by February, it ain't happening for you. You're moving if, on anyway. If it doesn't happen by February, then I, which is I'll frustrating because I know you. Are, I know you love the British title. The kids love the British title, and you were like, "I really want that belt back." Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I think it was because I lost it more than because I won it. Yeah, yeah. You know, I want to prove something to myself. But if they, if not willing to, um, no one's willing to step up. I feel like um, morally, it's a victory for me, and you know, like I can move on. And I, there's no one gonna fight me, so why why am I gonna stay here? And it's not a bad. It's actually not a bad thing having to move on to fight towards a world title. Oh yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've got, I've got well, I've, I've I'll got be honest, problems. A, a British title fight at this point would feel like a backward step anyway. Yep. But I've no spoke. I've spoken. It's only because speaking to you in the past, you were like, "I'd love to win that belt back." Yeah. I got a feeling that even if you did fight for that British title in in January or February, yeah. it would probably be, you'd probably give it up on the spot anyway. Yeah, if it, win that British title, I'm probably still now in the same position. Yeah, it's not doing anything for you. Just with the belt, or of all the had. So I think it's just time to time to move on. But I just love to fight and fighting for the belt is what I would do if if the if someone steps up and fights. I believe I'll beat anyone on this land on this land. So. Yeah, I'll fight for it, but if not, then I'll go and do what's best best for me. Absolutely, yeah. How much of the relationship in Miami, that whole, you know, proving yourself over there, building a name over there, getting the interest of managers, promoters, training teams, sponsors, how much of that is down to the Rigondo fight, do you think? Um, he's a big name out there. And it's like, you, you say to someone here, um, someone says to you, you're a boxer. I say, you say, yeah, and you go... Do you know our kids? He's had a few white collars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I yeah. going <laughs> to fight me. It's just like, but over there, it's like you're a boxer. Wow, look at this fella. He's a fighter. You fought, you fought for the title. I mean, that's that they're just so passionate about boxing, and he's like, um, he's idolised over there. So when somebody just that is the first thing that they say out there when he's somebody's introducing to me, or you hear people talking when you share the boxing, there people talking ringside. You you always hear them saying that he fought we're going to go for the title. Yeah, yeah. And when they say the title out there, they mean the title. You know what I mean? The title, the world title. So, of course. Um, I think um, possibly, poss- um, I would say, just fighting for the world title is actually enough. Good, yeah. To get yeah. you know to to get people interested. Yeah. Oh, okay, he's been there before. Yeah. yeah so, uh, I, I was I wasn't surprised, but I was very very grateful, very grateful to have so much interest out there. Mm-hmm. To people to want to invest in me, and people want want to get behind me from America, from from the other parts of the world. Where when when I was a little kid watching all these, watching this gym. First time I read about the fifty gym, I was in isolation in school for being naughty because you used to get sent there because they had a book, a Muhammad Ali book, and you used to talk about the fifty gym in the book. So I used to be naughty. <laughs> we had two, we had isolation and the mentors. So I used to so I used to be naughty to then get sent to the mentors, but it was a 50-50 chance that you could get the mentors. Sometimes it'd be isolation. So many times I'd be sitting in isolation going, oh, I've messed up here. But then other times when I go to the mentors, I used to go to the book, the Muhammad Ali book, and then read about the 50 gym. So to have these people like um, investing in... Who are uh, part of the story <laughs> that you're reading about. Who, who, who believe in me to win a world title. Yeah. Great, you know, and then just... Yeah, it's just brilliant. Course, have you have you come across Rigondo in your time in Miami? Because isn't gone, he based down that way, or no, is he moved now? He's gone to um, is it Kansas? I think he's gone to Ka- oh, right, Texas okay. or Kansas. Or oh, right, yeah. so he's moved his training yeah. camp. Yeah. Oh, I told him, then I said, You're gonna have to go. I'm yeah. in Miami now. <laughs> <laughs> There's only one king in Miami, son Scarpa. Chase them off to canvas. I love his, I love it, mate. Uh, stick with us. You're listening to Fight Disciples. I'm Nick Pete, still in the studio with me, the one and only Jazza Dickens. Uh, coming up in part three, we're going to look back, as I say on that big show at Sheffield at the weekend. And we're also going to count down to what will be, what not what could be, what will be 
one of the greatest nights in Merseyside boxing history. This Saturday night, early hours, Sunday morning, Rocky Field and dares to be great, defending his world title against the pound-for-pound superstar Canelo Alvarez. After the break, stick with us. Me and Jazz are going to wax lyrical about how Rocky from Stocky is going to do the business. You're listening to the Fight Disciples podcast. Welcome back to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. I'm delighted to say Jazza Dickens is still in the studio with me, up the top of the tower. And listen, before we get excited about Rocky Fielding's opportunity this weekend, Jazz, I want to cast your mind back to Saturday night in Sheffield. Uh, did you catch the show with uh, Anthony Fowler and and, uh, and and Jay Carney? Yep. In action on the card. Yep. Obviously, Jay um, didn't didn't quite get the result we were hoping for. He was uh, he got stopped in the fifth. Uh, against the Kazash Ashvi, um, hot young prospect, of course. I don't think Jay necessarily had. Um, you know, he's the underdog going to Sheffield. Let's be honest. But I think with Jay, what the reaction I've seen is, you know, he'd had eighteen um, eighteen months, almost two years out. You know, he didn't think he was ever going to be able to box again. Yeah. There's a kid that's just he just boxes because he loves it, yeah. and he's never turned the fight down. No, it'd be easy for him to say, you know what. I'm going to stick with boxing at Liverpool Olympia or Lee Sports Centre. I'm just going to do that for 20 fights. And then I'll step up a level. And then I may get found out. But this is a kid that goes, yeah, go ahead, Sheffield Arena against the young Quid. I'll have a go. Yeah, Jay, uh, he loves the sport. I think a lot of fighters can learn from Jay. He absolutely loves the sport. He was banned and it's just a whole field. He went banned. He he, he had medical problems. So he he took away from boxing and really left a, a dent in his life from fighters. A lot of people would say, "Well, why is he going if he's if he had medical issues and stuff? Why is he still fighting?" But it's just he's just not the same man without it. And they, they offered Jay a warmer fight a, a little way back in, but sell tickets and, and get get yourself a win. But he didn't didn't want it. He just wants big fights. He's, he just loves to fight. He just wants big fights. I don't know if he's got something to prove or or what, but he won't say no to a fight. He's got a massive, massive heart, and um, I think a lot of fighters could. Could learn from Jay, you know. I think on Sky at the weekend it was nice that they shown the fight, and it was nice that at the end of it the commentary team. I don't know, I don't know who it was on the commentary team, but one of them noted and went, "Tell you what, Carney's done himself proud there because at any moment he could have looked for a way out. At any moment he could have gone, you know what? You've had two or three rounds out of me. This kid's won every round. I'm out. Yeah, but that's not the way." Jay works no at all. Out. There ain't yeah. no stopping. No. He will box on. Yeah. He'd, he'd have boxed all night if they'd let him. He'd have fought the next fella as well if yeah. they'd have let him. Yeah. And I think sometimes fight fans can't really see that. And you know, boxing sometimes it's worst enemy because you know someone will lose a fight and boxers and, and fans will be like, oh well, that's that done. And you're like, no, yeah. it's a it's a loss. Yeah. Take it as a lane and move on. Yeah. You know, and, and Jay may never become a world champion, yeah. but you know what? If he keeps going and keeps working, maybe one day he gets a Central Area fight. He will get his day. Jay of course. will definitely get his day. There's no way that someone can fight through what he's been through on on how hard it was for him to this road to redemption and then not get the rewards that he's worked for and sacrificed for. There's no way that that, that will happen and he, he deserves his day and, and whatever is um whatever it looks like to him, I think he will get it. Yeah. I think he will get it. Whether, whether it's Central thing. Area, whether it's English, whether it's you know, maybe one day pray. Could even be British, you don't know, yeah, but yeah. he's in it because he loves it, you know. Yeah. And both of us, we know so many boxers that, I mean, in their heart of hearts, they might say themselves, I'll never win a world title. Yeah. But then that doesn't mean to them a British title is a world yeah, title, yeah. to them an English title is yeah. a world title, to them doing this for a living is like yeah. winning the world title because yeah. they could be out there carrying bricks. Yeah, 
Um, I was speaking to Jay, I was sparring with Jay actually for the fight, and um, we spoke about, like, uh, he's just happy to be back, in, just in the gym, just training towards a fight, that's something like, he, he didn't even have the, the time to spar, he just took the fight, he, he's fought a top lad, Kev Ashwag is yeah. a top, top prospect. Absolutely. And um, I remember... Olympian. He, yeah, <laughs> Jay's taking these fights. You know, no, nobody will take these fights, and Jay's there. Yeah, I'll fight with his yeah. armor. I'll fight. Love it, love it. Listen, one of our own Olympians, obviously boxed on that bill as well. Anthony Fowler. He, he was on the show last week, and that was Tuesday. You know, exactly seven days ago, and uh, he didn't have an opponent. Then it was TBA. It was TBA until the Wednesday. I think he got confirmed on the Thursday. It was going to be Jose Carlos Paz, the Argentinian. He won paper. Had been rounds with. Uh, Jaime Munguia, the new world champion, he'd been, you know, he he had good wins on his record, and so on paper, last minute you think, okay, that's not a bad last minute replacement opponent. Fowler gets in, blows him away with the body shot in the first round, looks sensational. That shot of the solar plexus, jazz that that stops any man in any round. But then, obviously, the, the conversations start. Then, well, you know, the guy was just brought in as a body last minute, and you can't win. Yeah, yeah. In them situations. I wanted to see a little bit more of the fight, but what what can you do? I think Fowler wanted to see a little bit more. He was menacing, he was brilliant. <laughs> what he but what what can he do? What what can he do? He's knocking people out what was it, thirty before he felt like thirty seconds or so, not was, maybe yeah. a minute, but yeah, yeah. what what more can he do? let's give him the credit that he deserves, you know. I think I'd already seen the pre- in the previous fights, people coming out and going Thing with Fowler, he loads up too much, so he, he you know, he's not really going to finish anyone because he looks too wound up. And but, and then he gets him with this fella in, his, in his, a, a ten rounder. He's all relaxed and sinks in a lovely body shot, and yeah. everyone's like, "Yeah, yeah." But you know, the guy was just, and you think, oh, "Come yeah. on, yeah, yeah." This fella's clapping, he's fighting, slack. and then and then goes back to smoking a ciggy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then <laughs> I'm gonna let me just finish this beggar before I give him some more slack. That's just <laughs> that's just boxing, isn't it? But yeah. I think he's a. Um, it's nice to have the problem that people are so. So um, throw me in with someone else, throw me in with someone else. Well, John's fight for the world title tomorrow just to please you. Is that what you want? You know what I mean? That's, that's where, where they're going with Andy. I want to see him lose it. That's what they're basically yeah. saying. Eh? So they can then write him off. Oh, yeah. he's lost one now. That's it. That's him. He's finished. But he can't. He's going the same loose as everyone else. Only he's doing it in better fashion. And that's why people are so so eager. Of course. To Tony Bellew was on the show and said, in a, few, in a couple of years' time, he'll be the biggest draw in Liverpool. He said, Anthony Fowler's got a, the type of style... Yep. That this whole city are going to fall in love with because the way he fights, yep. he will put bums on seats. Yep. You've known him since how old were you when you first met Fowler? When you first walked into the gym together? No, no. When you trained with him, we went to school together. We, oh, yeah, so we, the, well, year seven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> year seven. That's what, that's what we met, and we went to the same gym. Then we walked all over the world together. We played out. We played out together. That's how long I've known. Played out. We played out. Don't together. mind you knocked from last week. <laughs> You're playing out, Ant. <laughs> Isn't that mad now, though, to both be on that similar journey? Yeah, do you know what yeah, I mean? Both it, was be... all, it was always that got to be like that. We'd say so hard. We, like, very times hard. The gym that we were at, the gloves, you didn't have to train hard if you didn't want to. But you knew he was going to do well because... He... <laughs> if you watch most of the lads out the gloves, they'd be knackered when they find his out. <laughs> they blow out in 30 seconds, but you knew the good lads was good because they had to... Saying they 
they they was the ones who chose the train. Do you know what I mean? It was yeah, me yeah. and him. We, we we chose the train. There was no one there necessarily cracking a whip, but it was up to you. If you wanted it, you it's up yeah. to you to train. Yeah, well, Kevin Schmidt used to stand in the centre of the ring with the pads, and we used to all hang on the ropes. Well, not we, me and Farley be in the bags, but a lot of people would be hanging on the ropes, going, "I'm next, I'm next." <laughs> they used to be doing sort of getting fit, but they'd just be standing there, around, just like, waiting to do pads. Yeah, or people be sparring, be standing there. Holding the holding the rope, saying I'm next. That that's the way it was. But he always trained very hard, and he still he still does to to this day. You see how hard he trains on social media. Yeah, he's been saying like that since he was a kid. He's had that six pack since he was about eight, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah. And he's never put it away since. <laughs> Listen, yeah, I'm just jealous. I'm just yeah. knocking him. <laughs> Anyone that follows Fowler on social media knows. Well, you've seen a six pack more than you've seen Fowler's grid because he's he's never putting it away. Uh, on a serious note, let's look forward to this Saturday night then. Madison Square Garden, one of our own, a lad that we've both known for two decades now, if not more, um, puts his world title on the line against the number one pound-for-pound ticket seller in world boxing, Canelo Alvarez. Listen, if you want my honest opinion on Canelo Alvarez, go and listen to our Fight Disciples podcast, our boxing show, which is available uh, via uh, iTunes or any of your podcast lenders me and Adam Cattle got stuck into that I'll tell you my honest views there but here on the radio show I just want to talk about Rocky Field and, and this opportunity Jazz you know for the first defence you know people are, I can't it still baffles me that people are coming up to me and saying yeah but you know Rocky doesn't deserve it doesn't really deserve this fight and I'm like he's a whale he went to Germany and won a whale yeah. title yeah he deserves this more than anything. What, what do you want him to do? Defend at the one. Echo Arena against European imports that you yeah. you need to Google for three or four fights before he, yeah. he fights someone you know? Yeah. Or do you want him to go to Madison Square Garden and go for the big fish? Yeah. yeah. The opportunity is massive for him. Yeah, opportunities don't, they don't come any bigger. This day and age, he's fighting the, the biggest name in boxing. Him or Lomachenko, isn't it? Maybe. Of course. Well, Lomachenko is, for me, pound for pound number one. Yeah. But... When it comes down to ticket sales and pay-per-view buys, yeah. it's it's not even close. Yeah. Lomachenko fought at Madison Square Garden last weekend in the basement. This weekend, it's the main sports arena. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, Canelo's yeah. big business. Yeah, well, it, I think um, anybody who doesn't understand the game doesn't know how much it takes. I'm telling you, what he's doing here is a massive ask, but it's a massive, massive... He, he deserves... Um, he deserves, you know, all your respect in the world because this is a massive, massive step up he's taken and um, he's, he's got big as they say in Spanish cojones <laughs> yeah. massive cojones yeah. and um, he, he deserves a lot of respect and we should all give him a, not not um, not, your, not your your negative comments and does he deserve does he not he deserves a lot of respect for taking in, in a lot of ways for your weight division I've got to be honest this is so similar to the Rogondo fight with you yeah well I know what it's like to be um, to be written off in a fight and uh, do I honestly believe he will win? No, I don't. But can he win? Yeah, of course he can. But I know what it's like, and, and, and it doesn't matter what anyone thinks. Not not me. My comments don't matter. That's not going to take its toll on the fight. That'll have no. That'll have no um, bearing on the outcome. Yeah, type it doesn't thing, matter yeah. what I say or what these people say. All I know is Rocky's a, a brave, brave man, and um, Canelo Alvarez has only got two arms and two legs, and Rocky can win. Uh, will he win I don't know but he can win of course he can and I hope Rocky's um, focused on that it looks like he is and he's 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 got a one track mind and he's going out there to do his job not just to take part in the world for title fight what is, what is that taking part in the world fight, title fight it's just it's pointless it's pointless you don't get no you know everlasting praise for that but I hope he goes out there and does the job and I'll, I'll be praying for him that he does do it and 
obviously you fought Rigondo in, in Cardiff. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's not quite compatible. But we'll we'll be in we'll be in at Madison Square Garden in the big room with all the world pre- you know, will that be worse for Rocky or better? Or is, is that the so I was talking about this on the boxing show with Adam this week. For me, what when matter. the bell rings, I'm not worried. Yeah, what I'm matter. worried about is from today, Tuesday, yeah. to the ring walk on Saturday, where can where's Rocky's mind at? That's it. If yeah. if Rocky's hundred percent focused, when the bell rings on Saturday, what will be will be. Yeah. That doesn't worry me. Yeah. But I don't want him to get to that ring walk and not mentally be in the right place yeah. to go. He's just a man. Yeah, well, I think the mental the mental state that you walk to the ring with is not it's not your mental state. It's the mental state of the the accumulation of thoughts that you've had over the last twelve weeks, eight weeks camp that you do. That that accumulation then makes up the mental state of how you go to the ring. No fighter gives everything, sacrifices everything, and then gets gets to the ring and bottles it. They don't. I don't. No. Believe a fighter does that. I believe a fighter acts on how he's been saying and how he's been living and how he's been thinking. I would advise fighters to start living the fight. People say switch off when you go home. I think live the fight when you go home from the gym. As soon as you go home from the gym, think about the fight. Put yourself in that fight 12 weeks before the fight. Don't be, don't be getting a week out and start thinking, right, let's get serious. I think live the life of a fighter, live the life of a champion, and then get in there and be the champion. I think yeah. his, his mind frame will be his, what his, his, his thoughts have been throughout the last camp. Yeah. When you look back now at, at Rigondo, do you have any any regrets about where you were mentally or how the fight played out? Do you look back now and think, did I give him a bit too much respect? Did no, I not respect no. him enough? Did no. I, you know? Because um, with you, it was different with you because it was a bit of a, it was a freak accident as well. That the, you know, in my mind, Rigondo was the little fella. Everyone was calling him the champion, the pound for pound, this pound for. In my mind, he was the little. I don't want to swear, but in my head that, that was it. I was gonna just in my head that that was the thoughts built up over years because I'd thought about fighting him years before I actually fought him. I believe it. I attacked that fight by the the power of Lord of Attraction. Don't know if anyone's into that out there. <laughs> you might be calling me crazy, but my mind frame was um, how I'm gonna beat him. I'm how I'm gonna be great, but I've got regrets of not doing it, and um, I will come again. But I think that um, as you as I say that the. No, I, I don't. I didn't. Get, I give him the respect he deserved, but I also believe in myself, and I think Rocky will do the same. He, he's he's a Liverpool fighter. That's that's just the way we are. Yeah, that's just the way we are. Liam Liam Smith tried, and um, he failed, but not through lack of trying. You know, but give um, Canelo the due. He's brilliant, brilliant fighter. So I hope Rocky goes in there hundred percent. And and um, I don't know. He won't. He won't overlook. He won't. He won't give him too much respect. No. He's a grown man. He knows. He knows what he's doing. He's been in boxing for a long time. There's no way he won't go in there fully confident. Do you think he'll fly at him, or do you think he's? A, it's a long game. How, how do you think he might approach the fight? What What are you no, expecting I, in the first round? I think he'll. I think um, he'll box him. I think. I don't know. Um, he's got a lot of. Um, he's got a lot of understanding in Martin Murray, and he's trained next to someone who's actually fought him. He's he's friends with Liam Smith, so I think. I think he'll box with me, but I would like to see somebody go forward against him. I thought uh, Martin Murray had a lot of success when he went, when he went, you know, when he... Hang on a minute, I'm talking Triple G. <laughs> yeah, oh Liam Smith for Canelo. <laughs> I thought you were talking about Liam Smith. You said his mate fought him. I thought, yeah, oh Liam Smith God. fought him, yeah. I just need to, I just need to start his day again. Just get me out of Get back to the nativity play. Yeah, so... <clears throat> There's your lads. For, for me, I'm just hoping that... I'm just hoping that Rocky... Gets the opportunity to 
because with you, I, what frustrated me with your fight with Rigondo is, obviously, you got the broken jaw. There's nothing you could do. The yeah. fight had to be stopped. Yeah. And I thought, man, for it to happen that early, you, yeah. you didn't even get to justify yourself in that position necessarily. Yeah. You didn't get yeah. to do half a dozen rounds and go, here I am at this level. Here's me living at this yeah, level. Yeah, yeah. So the frustration coming away from it was like, why did that injury happen then? Why didn't it happen six rounds later when I could have yeah. proved to the world? Wow, here I am. I've arrived at world level. Yeah. Okay, this wasn't my day. Yeah. And I just want him to have the same experience because he deserves it. Yeah. No one's give People don't kind of look at this, but similar to yourself again, no one's give Rocky Fielding anything nope. in his career. Yeah, anything. Yeah. He had to do prize fights at the hard way. He'd come up the hard way. Yeah. He had to go backwards then. He lost to Callum Smith and suddenly he was fighting very dangerous opposition, yeah. but no names. And you're thinking, yeah, is yeah. he ever going to get... And then he has to go to Germany to fight for the world title. Not... Sky didn't even send a, a, a commentary team. They took meal. the German feed because they were like, he's never going to win. Wow. And he starts as the world champion. So, yeah. You're saying the same thing about Rocky then, weren't he? That does he deserve this fight and will he win? And then he did. And though, exactly. You know, so, you know, he deserves all of our respect going over there and best of luck to Rocky. Absolutely, yeah. Daring to be great. Listen, if you're from Liverpool, if you're from the UK, never mind Liverpool, if you're an expat living abroad, listen to Fight Disciples on the pod- when this was released, the podcast later in the week. You've got to get behind him. It's a real-life Rocky story. He's daring to be great. He's become world champion against all the odds, and now he goes for the big fish. And you know what? I hope Rocky's getting a career-best payday, but you know what? More than anything, I hope he gets the rematch in Anfield in May because he's not Canelo clean out. That'd be great. And then we might get Jazza Dickens back fighting on home shores <laughs> as co-main. Let's get that Rigondo if rematch Rocky, on the go. If Rocky wins, it makes a film. We'll have Rocky 7. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Rocky 7, you heard it here first. Thanks for listening to us. Jazz, thanks for time in the studio. Betsy, thank you so much. You've been so well behaved. What a good girl. You're listening to Fight Disciples on Radio City Talk. As I say, much more from us via our podcast link. Download us on iTunes. Give us a five-star review. Check us out on social media. We've got no Instagram right now. That's a different story. But we're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. And as I say, our entire back catalogue is available at fightdisciples.com. I'll be back here next week. And you know what? I'll be back with the champ. Just one. Please let us hear it. And still... WBA champion the world Rocky Field and please thank you for listening if you like what you heard subscribe via iTunes